welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb, and each week I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft and more. I'm so glad you're listening in today. We're sharing something every fiction writer can benefit from. How to keep your novel chronologically correct. My industry expert is multi-award winning author Diane Mills. Diane is a best-selling author who believes her readers should expect an adventure. Her titles have appeared on the CBA and ECPA bestseller lists. They've won two Christie Awards, the Inspirational Reader's Choice, and Carol Award Contest. Diane speaks to groups and teaches writing all over the country. We are blessed to have her here with us today. Welcome, Diane. Hi, thank you. I'm excited to talk with your listeners and, of course, visit with you. I'm real selfish about that. <laughs> I will take it every opportunity I get it, Diane. So speaking <laughs> with you, learning from you, and just gleaning everything that you have to offer is absolutely a blessing for me. So, so good to have you here. All right, let's go into feeding our writers today. And what you're giving us is how to keep your novel chronologically correct. So, Diane, I know that there are time slips that are utilized in writing fiction, and there are pitfalls in the time slips. And a time slip is a device used by fantasy and science fiction writers that allows the character to travel back and forth in time. Diane, I'm going to turn this over to you and share with us from your from your base of knowledge. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. And I know, Linda, that you have a deep passion and a desire to uh, use that type of novel structure, which that is exactly what a time slip is. Yes, it's a technique. And yes, it's used by fantasy writers and sci-fi writers to enable a person or a group of person to travel through time by unknown means. That's why a time slip does not work for the other genres that are uh, encompassed within the fiction writing world. But it's a it's a paranormal event. And while being able to travel through time by those unknown means and sometimes for unknown reasons, sometimes the writer gets a little confused as to how to present that story. And that's why it's called different types of story structure in keeping that novel chronologically correct. In the tips on how to keep your novel chronologically correct that you will have out there and available for the listeners, I cover the points that we are going to talk about today. So I'm excited, but where I want to begin is that, you know, some of the, the listeners are not necessarily fantasy uh, sci-fi, some type of speculative uh, fiction writers, but they write other types of fiction too. So I'd like to give you the four types of story structure 
that enable either a time slip or actually prevents it. So let's get started with that. Sounds good. The first type is the chronological. That's logical and linear. And we're talking about your mystery, your suspense, your thriller, your Western historical uh, romance, women's fiction, all of those types of novel writing that doesn't include back and forth in time in a way that no one understands. So that's chronicle, that's logical and linear, and many of the writers do use that particular type of technique. Now, the second type is referred to by two different names, non-chronological or random. And this means that the story skips around in time. It's a narrative technique in which the storyline is told out of chronological order. Instead of starting at the earliest point in time and presenting events in which they happened, a non-chronological slash random might work its way backwards. The technique is to put an exciting scene at the beginning to get the reader interested, then go back and pull in all the rest wherever the writer feels that that bit of information that scene needs to be written. We need to be very, very careful so that we don't confuse the reader with a random story. And it just happens, I'm currently reading a book that uses that technique. It's written by Octavia Butler, and the name of the book is Kindred. And it demonstrates this technique so well. The underlying uh, story of Kindred is about a black woman who does not know how it's happening, but she is being transported back to 1815 in an era in the South where slaves existed. And then without her knowing why, there's no logic in it, she is transported back to the present time. And it is an incredible story that touches on all types of realms of interest, but it does use this non-chronological or random story structure. And uh, Octavia Butler does a fabulous job of knitting it all together. Uh, I'm very much enjoying this uh, book, and I encourage readers to pick this up and, and give it a read. Now, this, the third type of story structure is circular. This means that the story ends where it began. We've all seen movies and read books in which the story in between shows what happened, and it also shows character and growth and chain. Uh, and change so that the story in itself links in a circle going backwards back to the present. The challenge for writers in that aspect is writing an unpredictable story because we know where it begins and we and we are going to go right back there at the ending. 
So that, as I said, the challenge is writing an unpredictable story that continuously keeps the reader engaged in the action and what is happening. So then we come to our fourth uh, type of story structure, and that's the parallel. That includes multiple storylines that are uniquely different, but at one or more intervals, we find a common thread that either weaves or braids all the, the story elements together. And a very, very easy example of that is The Prince and the Pauper, two different storylines running parallel, and we find the connection together. Those of uh, your listeners who are uh, actively engaged in the paranormal, you are going to be concentrating on this random or non-chronological order for your science fiction, for your speculative uh, dystopian, uh, all those types of uh, of writing, then you will be able to meet the reader anticipation. You know, there are some scientists who believe time travel is possible. And I love this because for those who love any type of time travel, they can find means online that, oh, yes, uh, this can happen. And so it just creates more interest for those types of novels and for book discussions. But one of the first items that we need to understand beyond the types of story structure, and that is number two, determine if the novel you are writing is best presented in chronological or logical order, or does my story best suit itself in one of these other types of story structure? We cannot write our stories until we discover that type of story structure. And it doesn't matter whether you are a panster, uh, you're married to an outline, uh, you use a mix of, uh, of techniques. It doesn't matter. We need to know how that story is going to move forward because that establishes our genre, that helps with our marketability, and then, of course, it draws in our unique readers. Number three is to establish a method to keep track of each scene's day and time. And when I say time, I often mean hours and minutes. This is incredibly important so that the reader is able to pick up when something is happening according to the story line. So we need to know those things. We never want to confuse our readers. Never, no matter what we're writing. Uh, when we do that uh, and it tosses them out of the um of the experience, the adventure, then we have lost them and maybe lost them for good. So, Linda, are you ready to hear about a few methods to keep track of the scene's day and time? 
I will tell you, I am, I'm taking notes, folks, but I know <laughs> that you're going to have the tip sheet. The tip sheet for us is in the show notes, and this is great, but I'm like, okay, oh, yes, that's, oh, that's what I need to know. Oh, I'm so excited about this. Yes, I am ready to go. Let's find out about how we can keep track of this. It's, it's in your hands. Okay. The simplest way is a physical calendar. And many uh, of our uh, writers have desks that have these huge uh, calendars on them in which they either keep track of, of their appointments, but I'm talking about uh, a physical calendar to keep track of each scene. And if you are a very much of a hands-on person that you would like to have a physical calendar, then this is what I encourage you to do. I also encourage you to make sure that this calendar that you're using is only for your story to keep track of the day and time, no matter what type of story structure that you need. Okay, the second type is an online calendar. And in the show notes, I have a link for an online calendar that I have used uh, for my various types of writing. And whatever year you want in the past and in the future, you can create that online calendar. And it is an incredible help in keeping our novel flowing at the correct time and space according to our genre. So that's number two. And in the show notes, there's a link to one that I have found very, very useful. Number three is writing software such as Scrivener, my favorite, also has means of keeping track of scenes and times. And this is my favorite tool simply because as I create a folder for each chapter and I use a scene element to it, I can put the point of view character and the date and time that something's going on. So uh, I'm a big fan of Scrivener and I encourage you to take a look at it. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that you have a 30 or possibly even a a 60-day trial period that you can use this to see if it works for you. But there's many, many helpful writing aspects of Scrivener, and one of them is keeping track of the time. A fourth means is a world clock. Now, I don't know about you, Linda, but I am always confusing time zones. Mm -hmm. And no matter what we're writing, a world clock is incredible. There are some online apps that when you flip on your computer, it will pop up and give you what time it is in different parts of the world. I love that. I love that not only for my own uh, mentoring and, and coaching when I have someone who lives in Amsterdam and what time is it there? But when I am playing with a little speculative fiction, which I do from time to time, I want to know what time things are going on around the world. So mm -hmm. I do have a link to that world clock. 
Now, the the fourth, uh, no, I guess is five. I'm a writer. I don't have to uh, have great math skills. Um, (laughs) And and I don't. (laughs) My brother says to me, I cannot even write an email. But then on the other hand, uh, we never know what Diane is going to say two plus two is. Uh, And that's the case right, right here. But I've put together a chronological template for any type of writer. And while this isn't in the show notes, because it is a spreadsheet, that if any of you listeners would like to take a look at this template, just email me at diane at dianemills.com. That's D-I-A-N-N at dianemills.com and request this chronological template, and I'll be glad to send it to you. But what I've done is the first column is the scene number. This is critical, especially if we're doing a type of time travel and skipping back and forth as some of our story structures do. So scene number, whatever it is, one through whatever. The second column is the date of the scene. And when I say date, remember, You want the hour and the time. And I encourage you to use the time zone aspect in establishing the date of the scene. The third column is point of view. And this is helpful if we're using more than one point of view character. Because one point of view character may be traveling in one or more time lapses. And another one may not be. So that's critical to to keep that together. In that particular scene, what is the point of view character's goal? Because that also helps with the time aspect. Mm. The next column is conflict. We've established the goal. So in the next column, the conflict that that particular point of view character will encounter during that scene. The next column, high stakes. Every novel has a goal, conflict, and high stakes in each scene. And this helps solidify our time also. Another column I've included is word length. How long is that scene? And then the final column says notes. This will help every type of writer, but when you are using time travel, it helps tremendously. So I, I do encourage your writers to think about that, and if they'd like to take a look, to contact me, and I will send it to them. Oh, I'm so, just uh, going to tell you right now, Diane, you're going to be getting a lot of emails. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. And folks, there's this is something that I really love about the guests that we have on Your Best Writing Life. The guests that we have want to give you what you need to experience your best writing life. And Diane Mills is really the epitome of this type of guest. Diane is an amazing mentor. She's an amazing coach. And for her to be able to say, hey, email me, and I'll go ahead and send this to you. 
that just shows you who she is as a godly woman. She loves her craft. She loves what she does, but she loves to come alongside others and equip them. Please take advantage of this. I really want to find out. I'm going to be checking with Diane and saying, how many people emailed you for that? I want to know <laughs> because this is this is fabulous. Fabulous. Okay. Um, what else did you want to share with us? The spreadsheet was the uh, last item I had listed okay. in those uh, five uh, bullet points. The other items I'm going to mention here are items that naturally incorporate into a good, solid story, but okay. particularly if you're writing a story that uses time travel. One item I want to talk about is to transition from one scene to another according to the goal of the genre and what is happening in that story. We want the transitions to be smooth and not uh, in your face or alarming, smooth. So as a, again, that reader who is engaged in the story can continue on and follow. Remember the time traveler's wife? Oh my goodness. Another great story to read for this type of writing. And this brings me to my item number five, and I do have these numbered to keep me straight. And that is with your story, we always want to choose a distinct point of view character. Think about what is happening. Think about your story goal, the flaws, the weaknesses of the character. And when we're writing a story that is all within that speculative realm, we want a character who's a point of view character in a scene who has the most to lose and the most to gain from whatever happens, whatever the goal was in that scene, whatever the conflict was, whatever the high stakes, it can only be one character according to how the writer has put together the story. Number six, again, this is good solid information for every type of writing, but oh my goodness, it does help with our time travel stories. And that is to avoid the backstory unless it's absolutely necessary. We will confuse our readers if we don't adhere to only use backstory when it is of value to the scene goal. So watch that backstory. Granted, we writers need to know what brought our characters into this story. And there are beautiful places to use that backstory, but just as an information dump is not it. Can we hold here for just one moment? Sure. This backstory, making it seamless as well, because I've, I've sat under your teaching in this area, and it can be when you have a scene and a person responds a certain way, and we as a reader may wonder, why did they respond like that? Could they have a memory that shows up in that <laughs> moment and mm -hmm. then brings us back to that moment again. But is that a good time for that, quote, backstory to occur? 
Yes. And a backstory is not flashback. And I wasn't going to touch on flashback too much. It right. Flashback has its importance, but we have to be very, very careful that we transition in and out of that scene as quickly as possible. That's why I personally prefer backstory. But I'm telling you that in the time travel, a flashback may be necessary in that scene to bring all the information together and make it realistic and credible for that particular story. So, yes, okay. yes, it's not so an information. Okay, that flashback can be, quote, the person's memory that, or they're, they're remembering something in that moment. That can right. be what you consider the flashback. Okay. Okay. Yes. And it's a scene. It is right. a scene back in time. And we have to be very, very careful that it's short, it's interesting, and it's absolutely necessary. Perfect. Okay. Point number seven is to eliminate fragmented scenes. Now, writers, I'm not talking about the high stakes that that leaves us breathless and we want to know what happens next and maybe this is where uh, a time slip has happened. Uh, I'm talking about scenes that have no value to the story and can be eliminated. In the editing uh, portion of your novel, no matter what you're writing, I encourage you to go back to each scene and number it one to 10. And if there's anything below an eight, delete it. If the scene is an eight or a nine, take a look at it. If it can be tweaked to be a 10, then do so. But eliminate fragmented scenes. Number eight. So we finished this story, and we want to make sure that it is totally understood that it's an incredible adventure. That's when we consult beta readers for feedback. Hey, please read this. Does it make sense to you? Do you have questions? Where can I improve this story? And that is outstanding. Number nine, I have three words, edit, edit, edit. <laughs> mm. Enough said there. Writing is rewriting. And to make our stories powerful, we need to continue to look at it until our deadline hits. Make sure that everything is in proper chronological order. And number 10, I encourage you to use text-to-voice software for editing. Not only Will this help you, the writer, to experience the flow of what's happening from scene to scene, the time slips, the transition back in or back out? And this is amazing. Now, in the show notes, I did not uh, put a link for software for text-to-voice editing because there's so much out there. If you have Scrivener, it's in the Scrivener software. And if you have Adobe, I believe that uh, the Adobe products, uh, they have a text-to-voice software. Lots of it is, uh, is out there. And those are my 10 very, very critical points that I feel are necessary in keeping a novel chronologically correct. And while my goal 
is to help those writers who use a time slip. It's also an opportunity for other writers to ensure that their stories are written in proper chronological order. This is so good. I love it. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite words when I'm really liking something is so good. So this is like so, so good. And you have laid all of this out for us. I see so many ways that I can use this in my writing, Diane, and I know our listeners are thinking the same thing. So I'm very excited that you're going to have the, ki- the tips to keep your novel chronologically correct in our show notes. This is good. Everyone, you'll be able to go there after we finish here and, and download those for sure. Be sure that you do also email Diane and get the spreadsheet. Oh my goodness, why would we not do that? So Diane, as we are wrapping up here, I know that you have a new release that's coming out and it's called Trace of Doubt and it's coming out in September. Can we purchase it ahead of time? Oh yes. Okay, Okay. so we can go ahead and pre-order it and have it land as soon as possible. Tell us about Trace of Doubt without giving everything away. Uh, actually, I'm I'm very excited about Trace of Doubt. I'm a, very excited for every new birth uh, of a book. But this one in particular is because the hero and the heroine, their point of view is in first person. I've been mm-hmm. wanting to do this for a long time, but not every story fits that particular structure, just like we just talked about with our chronological order in our novels. And so that allows more intimacy. It is a story about a young woman at the age of 32. She's released from prison after spending 15 years for a murder she didn't commit, Hmm. but she confessed to doing to protect her sister who was pregnant at the time. Hmm. My goal is to show love, truth, justice, and the way God works in our lives. As I said, I'm very excited about this story. I'm excited about the dynamics. The research was uh, incredible, looking into the prison system, especially for women, and how rehabilitation is possible, but it depends on choice. And then the incredible pressures that are out there when a woman, particularly because that's this story, is released from prison. So that is Trace of Doubt. Mm. Well, there is no trace of doubt that we all need to be getting that book. I'm just going to tell you right now. (laughs) We're going to get that. I've, you know, I have many of your books that are already read on my bookshelf. And so this will certainly be added to the mix. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Diane Mills, you have just poured into us today. Thank you so much for all that you bring, for all that you give. You are so welcome. I love it. Uh, I love it. That's all I could think about this morning. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I get to be a part of your best writing life. My husband has to listen on Tuesday morning while we have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do come out every Tuesday morning. So that, yeah. that's good to know. 
it is a joy sitting in my seat to be able to bring the quality of guests that we have and the content. It's so needed. If we can have that be a Tuesday morning tidbit for those that want to learn more about the craft, I'm so glad that it's there and extremely happy that you are part of it, Diane. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a joy. And thank you for what you bring to writers uh, of all genres, uh, from beginners to advanced. It's amazing. You are doing such a fabulous job. Oh, thank you, Father, for that, right? So he gives gives the voice and gives the, the download, and we just kind of run with what it is that he gives us. So it's all good, and prayerfully, it's all God. That's what we want. And folks, I'll let you know, you can find out more about Diane and her books and how to connect with her. Of course, I'm going to give you the link to her email again so that you can get a copy of your spreadsheet. And you'll find a link to our Facebook group. I'd love for you to join there. And we have three questions that I ask you to answer in order for you to be a part of the group. Then we do have our monthly uh, writing tips and soul care for writers, PDF download, so much in our show notes. We want to provide you with as much as we can to equip your day in the area of your craft and also for you as an individual, as a Christian writer who is seeking to put down into words what God is pouring into your heart and your life. So it's a joy for us to be a part of it. And thank you, friends, for joining us. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life.